Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Oceania 7's teams put their Olympic hopes on the line. Vanuatu football mourns the death of a former international. And some of the world's top judoka are headed south. But first, Fiji, Samoa and Tonga are to get seats on an expanded World Rugby Council in what's been called the biggest positive step in Pacific rugby ever. The Council's approved wide-ranging reform of its governance structures, including increased representation for Tier 2 unions and regional areas. Membership will be expanded next year to include unions who have qualified for the previous two Rugby World Cups and made a major contribution to the growth and development of the game. That assures Fiji, Samoa and Tonga of a seat each at the top table, subject to meeting dedicated governance criteria. The President and Chair of the Tonga Rugby Union, Apali Taioni, says it's a massive step for Pacific nations who have been campaigning on the issue for decades. It is by far the biggest uh, positive step we have uh, in the Pacific rugby ever. Yes, there's been a lot of work and a lot of good uh, rugby administrators in the past that have put their effort and time into this, and uh, I'm, I'm quite thankful that uh, World Rugby finally come around it and was well supported in the council, uh, especially um, the European home unions. It's a huge tool for Pacific and, and one that we were looking forward to make sure that we utilised it to the uh, best of our abilities. Can't wait. It's happy news for us. Why do you think it's taken until now and the countries have said, yes, you know, everyone should be a part of it. That makes sense. I think it's just the timing of it, you know, the uh, and how the game, it's it sort of, of mirror the numbers of involving in the game so far. You know, it's, it's been a, a, a huge turnout for this year's World Cup, the biggest rugby audience we have. And look at the uh, Samoa-Japan game, you know, 25 million People from Japan alone uh, stay up at 3 o'clock in the morning and watch that game. It's a strong indication of, of, of the contribution that the small tattoo countries have, uh, have done over the years. And, and I think the decision was just based on what the game um, desired for, for, for a long time. If we want to go global, this is how we're going to go. And, uh, and uh, just looking at the, uh, all the results from, from, from the last World Cup, it's a strong step for everyone involved. So issues that Pacific Island countries have also raised uh, for a number of years, the, the likes of... Uh, disparity in funding and finance and uh, obviously um, you know players being attracted overseas and, and, and trying to manage that and development of the game I guess getting more test matches against top tier countries or being involved in bigger competitions like the rugby championship or what have you uh, is this finally a, a big chance to actually start to get those views heard more regularly? Yeah it comes May things will change and it change for the good obviously with there will be new uh, uh, changes in share funding to the uh, Pacific Islands it will be huge um, obviously you know it's a long time coming we've been waiting for this for, for, for a long time now it's the, the best thing that we could do now is make sure that um, we uh, we make sure we have the best people in, in, in place to, to continue running rugby um, in, in the region What are those possibilities funding wise is it simply just an increase I, I know one of the issues that some of the Pacific nations have is is not that you get X amount of dollars, it's how you're able to use it, that it's sort of ring-fenced, you know, you can use it for high performance and development, but, you know, some of the senior players who, you know, don't get the same financial recompense that, you know, top nations players do, 
um, you know, you can't pay it to your players to try and, you know, get them playing for the national team. Uh, is that a possibility to have more flexibility or be able to use money in other ways? Or is it simply just about, you know, trying to see how much you can get? There's no uh, clear indication of what they're going to do with it. Obviously, there's always going to be a criteria for smaller nations to meet. It's just a sense of their, their protecting of, of funding. But the, the main thing, as you mentioned, is, is, is to make sure that we have the best players available and have the best players uh, um, choose to play for Tonga. You know, if we give them what they need, they will come back and, and, and play for us. There's no clear indication of what that will be. But what I do know at the moment, there will be a, a increase. On, on, on funding for the Pacific. There are some stipulations as well. There's, um, you know, in order to get these extra seats, uh, the members uh, need to be recognised by the National Olympic Committee within that country. They've got to um, demonstrate good governance practices, have five years of unqualified audited accounts, five years of AGM minutes, transparent links with membership evidence, all these sorts of uh, things. Um, are you confident that uh, Tonga and, and the other Pacific nations uh, will tick all those boxes? Without a shadow of a doubt that uh, that we we'll, we meet those, it comes with with the territory. We know there will be a uh, patiently period of uh, up to eighteen months to show that. But I'm quite confident that um, both three islands will, will will get through that. It, it is like like I said, even, you know, they they they're a bit worried and then just try to protect investment, and, and we don't want to grow in a rate too fast for our own good, and we bite too much that we can't do. What I've seen so far is, is, is far greater than, and even those I'm, I'm quite confident, far greater uh, positive influence that will be for the Pacific than, than any time ever. So I don't see any problem with that. I'm quite confident that all three islands could, uh, could meet all of those. And uh, the six regional associations will also get two votes each on council. So currently Oceania is represented by Lefa Harry Schuster from Samoa. Does that mean that there will now be a second Pacific Island representative or does that... Second Oceania seat also include the likes of New Zealand and Australia. It's come up from 5 to 11 now. So New Zealand and Australia have three each. So that will be six votes. Two for the region and one each for, so, uh, one each for Tonga, Fiji and Samoa. So that will make it 11. The two votes for the region is obviously will be, uh, will be uh, held by the, uh, the chairman of Oceania Rugby, which is Harry at the moment. There will be election on, on that comes May this year. So um, my, either way, I'm, I'm, I'm just super excited that uh, we finally, you know, years and years, as over 30, 40, 50 years of trying to get to where we are now, it's finally here. You know, the best thing, like I said before, is for us to make sure that we play by the book and, and uh, we make sure we meet those criteria. It's, it's not hard. It's just a, a normal good governance practice and, uh, and make sure that... Uh, uh, that everyone will stay afloat and uh, financially in place. We're more than uh, confident that we uh, we meet those. That's the president and chair of Tonga's rugby union, Apali Tony. A spot at the Rio Olympics is on offer for teams competing in this weekend's Oceania Sevens Championship in Auckland. The men's and women's winners will seal their spot in Brazil, with the best two runners-up in each draw qualifying for a final repercharge tournament next year. Samoa and Australia are expected to be the main contenders in the men's draw, with Fiji and Samoa favoured to reach the women's final. One team with much smaller goals is Nauru, who only made their international sevens debut at the Pacific Games in July. Head coach Ashley Dagan says they just want to get better. We've been just based on Ireland since the PNG Games. We had two national trials. We're getting the interest throughout the island that uh, more people have been putting their hands up to for the trials and we have a bunch of uh, new guys for this Oceania game. How many people are playing rugby, be it sevens or fifteens, uh, on Nauru? We haven't started fifteens. Um, at the moment, this is the third year. 
we've played rugby, and we've won the number to nearly 120 to 150 participating in the weekend uh, national games. Okay, and, and that's all sevens at the moment? Yes, this is all sevens. So this will be the first time that Nauru's competed at the Oceania Championships, and do, do you view this as a step up from the Pacific Games, or I guess Fiji aren't there, so is it a similar sort of level, do you think? We've told the boys that we are, we're expecting a, a step-up level from the Pacific Factory Games, especially with this Oceania tournament being an Olympic qualifier. So knowing that the all the teams will be bringing in their the very best players, and which is hopefully we're just happy to be part of this tournament and just to learn from the best and keep on improving from that. And in terms of your squad, are there any new faces uh, from the team that was in PNG, or have you got the same players? We've had uh, some uh, mix of players. We've only managed to retain about four or five players from the PNG squad due to work commitment and uh, family issues amongst the other players. But uh, the new guys uh, are ready to step up and to fill up the gaps uh, that we're missing from the tournament in PNG. Okay, and uh, and Ashley, what would be a successful tournament for Nauru? Uh, you're in the same pool as Tonga, as Australia, as the Cook Islands. Um, you know, what would make you at the end of the tournament, end of the weekend, say, you know, we did well? I've been emphasizing to the boys that uh, this tournament is all about just improving and just focusing on our gameplay, just getting the basics right and just executing as uh, as a team and. Uh, we wouldn't worry much about the scoreboard. It's just focusing on in each set play and, and uh, hoping the result goes in our way. That's the Nauru Sevens coach, Ashley Dagan. The Vanuatu football community is mourning the death of former international defender Selwyn Sese. The 29-year-old was a part of the Vanuatu team that took part in the last Oceania Nations Cup in 2012. He died this week and the men's national team dedicated Tuesday's 2-1 victory over Fiji and Port Vila to their former teammate. Vanuatu team manager Harry Addison says it was an emotional day. Before the game yesterday, we have learned that he passed away before last night. One of the strikers of Vanuatu who scored against Fiji uh, in the first game 1-1 came to Zangis. This is Cousins. So he didn't want to play yesterday. But 15 minutes before the game yesterday, we asked Kenzie Tangis if he can play because we have to dedicate the, the game against Fiji to his late cousin brother. Then just about 10 minutes before kickoff, he decided to put a chase on. So it's a sad day for us, but we dedicated the game and the win to late Selwyn Sese, who is a former Vanuatu national defender. And also he played for Amical FC in maybe three Champions League competitions in Oceania. And he was most recently playing for the Spirit 08 team. That's right. He play, He recently played for the Spirit 08 and he went to New Zealand to work about seven months with the uh, scheme at, like the apple picking. And he came back and uh, just suddenly he died before last night. He, uh, he committed suicide and he died. So it's not a good story for, for Vanuatu football. But we have given him the one-minute silence and uh, we dedicated the win yesterday to him. In difficult circumstances, uh, great that the team could uh, you know, get the win against a good Fiji team, obviously, after uh, the draw at the weekend. And then also they had Roy Krishna coming back and he scored a goal. So uh, a, a good win for Vanuatu on a tough day. That's right. But I think Vanuatu play good football. Uh, they control the game well. They keep the ball. It's a big rival for Vanuatu football. We respect Fiji because Fiji want to come to Vanuatu to play. Last Saturday was a good game. Uh, we should have won. This, this game was a good one. They play the same football. Our boys play the same football. They respect uh, Frank Farena, which is the, one of the famous and popular coach in Oceania. And also with the coming up of uh, Roy Krishna. Roy Krishna makes our boy really prepare well because we all know Roy Krishna how he how he play 
Wellington Phoenix uh, in the A-League. Uh, when he arrived yesterday at, at the stadium, the fans went to see who is Roy Krishna. And our defenders really worked hard yesterday just to keep Roy Krishna out from the penalty box. And I must say that our defenders who play for Solomon Warriors, Brian Kaldak and also the other one who came back from Cambodia, they were superb in the full 90 minutes yesterday. So. And uh, Harry, in terms of Selwyn, is there any uh, funeral uh, date determined yet? And is there anything else that Vanuatu football will do? I assume there'll be a strong turnout at the funeral. Um, obviously, the, the family, I guess, will be needing a bit of support. Uh, is, is there any information on that sort of stuff yet? Yes, Selwyn, late Selwyn is still in the hospital. He will be, I think the, the, what I heard this morning is that they will fly him to his own island, Hambai, maybe this afternoon. So uh, one of the football will, will help, will give his support to Selwyn. And uh, also the, the club, Amnika Lipsi, will, will give their support to Selwyn's family. But uh, it's a sad day, I know, for all the players and for Vanuatu Football Federation. I've encouraged the players that there is always life after football. You have to keep your family safe and you safe and uh, think about your life because this is the most important thing in life. That's the Vanuatu football team manager, Harry Edison. A number of the world's top judoka have descended on Wollongong this week for the Oceania Judo Open. Vital rankings points are on offer for those bidding to make the Rio Olympics. The competition manager for the Open, Louis Val, says close to 50 countries will be in attendance, although the turnout from Pacific nations is smaller this year. Australians obviously fielding a big team. Um, there, we know Australia wants to um, make sure that all those scarce positions are, are locked in. New Zealand, I think, is about the you know the fourth or fifth uh, strongest nation. But we've got uh, teams from Azerbaijan, which is fielding a, a big team of about 20. Big, strong teams from Great Britain. They're all over the country. And, and quite interestingly, from the Pacific nations, uh, you know, they haven't come in strength. So one team member from Papua New Guinea... There's one member from Vanuatu, French Polynesia. So they're not a real big component. You know, the big countries are coming to this event. You know, we've got, as I said before, a European representation, South American representation. Canada's a big team. I think that might be the, the third biggest team that, that are coming, other than the Americans. So it's uh, purely an international event. The likes of uh, Europe and, and whatnot are obviously uh, featured very strongly uh, in the medal counts at previous Olympic Games. Uh, what do you make of... Uh, the standard within the Oceania region in comparison to some of the big guns around the world? I think Australia and New Zealand are definitely the, the strongest nations in the in the region. And we're fortunate enough that New Zealand is um, coming because they had a great result in the Commonwealth last Commonwealth Games. So New Zealand Australia would need, I would say, would be a little bit um, head above shoulders than the, the rest. Um, but there's some... Individuals that um, distinguish themselves, there's the, the boy from Fiji, you know, on a good day, he could sort of beat the world's best and come with, out with a medal. So, you know, they're all of a very high standard. And the nature of judo at the moment is, is very competitive. It's very international. And I guess it all really depends on the day and how people are performing. Are you surprised that more Pacific athletes haven't, you know, ventured down? Do you think maybe is it a cost thing or are they targeting another event? Or That's a very good question. I don't know enough about the domestic arrangements, but... I would suspect a lot of the Pacific nations would be trying to peak for the next Olympic um, qualifying event, which is going to be in Canberra in April. That's a closed event through the Oceania region, and that's the great opportunity for you know some of these smaller, less traditional countries where they might be able to get those points for that event. 
it appears that they're looking at other events and, and this one may be a little bit um, too tough, so they're just picking and choosing which events they should be going to to sort of maximise their, their chances to get on in the Olympic squad for their teams. Is there, um, I, I know with some of the other sports like swimming, etc., there's, you know, universality spots where um, perhaps they don't need to reach certain standards to, to get to Rio. Uh, are there sort of allocations uh, along those lines for judo for some of the smaller nations around the world? Part of the Olympic um, qualifying event, there's a number of, um, using the colloquial word, um, wild cards, and there's a number of those that get allocated. So, And there's a whole heap of conditions on how they, they get um, distributed. That's the competition manager for the Oceania Judo Open, Lewis Val. Vanuatu have reclaimed top spot at the Oceania Beach Volleyball Champs in the Cook Islands. Milipata and Linlin Matuatu beat an Australian duo in straight sets in the women's gold medal match at the weekend. The Melanesian duo finished runners-up at last year's event and got one back on their Australian rivals, who had beaten them in the Continental Cup final earlier in the week. Milipata, who was named tournament MVP, says it's good to be back on top. We are very happy to win the uh, Ocean uh, Championship. And yes, uh, it's a good uh, victory for us. And uh, obviously you guys are regulars on the world tour, so you come up against these Australians pretty regularly. Yes, uh, we come up with a strong to win uh, Australia because we lost against them in uh, second place. Continental Cup, we have caught to final with the same team. Then we come up to beat them in the ocean. <laughs> it's a good comeback and strong win to win against Aussie team. When did you last win Oceania? I thought that you won it a couple of years ago, is that right? Yeah, in a couple of years ago. So to, and last year in a month we came second. So uh, to come back and uh, regain the title must be very satisfying? Yeah, we come back and we win the Oceania. What, what do you make of the strength of beach volleyball in Oceania at the moment? I see American Samoa did quite well in the men's competition. Is there a rising standard, do you think, within the region? Uh, is there a good competition? In the Oceania and Pacific country, they come up with more experience on the uh, beach volleyball tournament. I'm really excited to see a lot more experience in, uh, in the Oceania and Pacific beach volleyball. And uh, Miller, yourself and Lynn obviously uh, have had a busy year and I, I know the focus, of course, is looking ahead to try and qualify for Rio next year in the Olympics. How's that progress going? What do you guys got planned over the coming uh, months? We have a break on uh, this year. Then uh, next year we start off uh, in January to go to on a world tour in a first tournament in uh, Brazil. When we go back and rest, training and get ready for starting next year for Brazil World Qualify for. So where do you need to get your ranking? What point do you need to get to to make sure that you get to the Olympics? Is there a certain uh, position that you have to be at at a certain time? We have to play well in uh, our World Tour, in uh, Grand Slam and uh, Open. Yes, we have uh, three Grand Slam next year and four Open next year. We have to get good on the, this tournament. And do, do you know what ranking position you need to be to qualify automatically for Rio? Uh, top 16. And what what's the cutoff for that? Now we're on the top 19. So, so by what date do you have to be in the top 16? 21 of June or 11 June. I don't, okay, they so cut you... off on that June. 
That's the Vanuatu Beach Volleyball International, Millipata, and that is the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.